Social Zoom Factor, Episode 17. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Hope you are all doing great today and enjoying the Social Zoom Factor podcast. I want to thank you so much to everybody who has been listening. I'm hearing so many awesome stories of people listening to this on the train on their way to work. Huge shout out to David Blundell of British Council. Glad we can help you pass that time on that train ride, David people walking their dog, people working out. So we love to hear where you're listening to the show and we'd love to hear your feedback. So if you're liking what you hear, please give us a review out on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, however you're listening to it. And please let us know what questions you have. We recently launched the ability for you to interact with us live on the show. And you can submit a quick little voicemail via an app we have at socialzoomfactor.com slash Pam. You can basically submit your question in about 30 seconds or less, and then we will play your question live on the show and also answer it. So I cannot wait to start getting more of those in. And we will have some of those that have come in so far playing on some episodes very soon. So today we're going to talk about a great topic, which is community. And we get this question a lot. I do a lot of speaking and training workshops on how to build communities because there's a lot of folks out there who call themselves experts. They may be experts, but they say social is all about building community. But when you really look at their own communities, they have Zippo, Zero, Zilch in community. Nobody's talking to them. They're talking to themselves. And when you ask them, okay, how do you actually help a real business build community. They look at you with those dazed eyes and say, ah, 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 they really can't answer the question. So today, I want to help us put the rubber to the road. I want us to talk about how can we actually build and grow and sustain social communities? How do we do this? So let's go ahead and let's get started. Nurturing communities to earn the support and develop tribes of loyal brand evangelists takes time. Business leaders must first learn that this is a journey, not a destination. And if you've been listening to my podcast, hopefully you're hearing that come through as a very prominent theme. Earning the trust of community members requires time, resource, and content that inspires and helps us connect with real human beings. And the only guarantee in life and business that we have is change. And this is particularly true when it comes to social media and nurturing communities. Building communities in a changing ecosystem requires proper research, planning, execution, agility, and patience. And it requires an investment in human beings with a goal to nurture a relationship, not just win a dollar or a credit card transaction. 
the more we invest in the human beings within the community, the greater the return is going to be both personally and professionally. So I want us to talk about the social hierarchy of needs. And I'm basing this conversation around Maslow's hierarchy of needs as a framework for us to discuss how social communities can help people achieve the same sense of belonging, self-esteem, self-actualization as what Maslow talks about. And we do this by inspiring, connecting, and helping people achieve their goals. I believe that we must inspire our audiences to connect with us with a goal of helping them achieve their goals. When we help our audience achieve their goals, then we achieve our goals by default, inspire, connect, achieve. And we really do not need to overcomplicate this any more than what it is. Bottom line, if we focus on the needs of our audience and we align those needs to our business goals, everything else seems to fall in place. And when we help our community members connect with one another, they feel a sense of belonging. They start to find their place, not only in the community, but in the larger ecosystem and in life. They start to feel more confident. And if done right, they will feel good about you and your brand if you are and were a part of helping them grow in such a way. So with Maslow's model, imagine the triangle, this hierarchy that he has. At the very bottom, we have physiological needs. Next up, we have safety. Then we have belonging, esteem, and we have self-actualization. And now imagine another triangle sitting next to that one, but we've turned it upside down. So the fat part of that triangle is at the top. And what we do, we do inspire, connect, achieve. And we inspire people to move up that hierarchy of needs. And it's in that middle part where we have safety, belonging, and esteem is where social can really start to connect with people. If we can help them feel a sense of connection, a sense of belonging, if we can start to build their self-confidence by helping educate them, helping them learn new things, helping them feel empowered, they actually start to be able to actualize their goals. They start to achieve and win in life. And so it's inspire, connect, achieve. And the more that we help people achieve their goals, the better and happier they are going to be, the more they are going to want to hang out with, support, and be a contributing part to your community. I have a slide deck that I have posted online, and I will include that as a link into the show notes for this specific podcast at socialzoomfactor.com. We really want to make sure that we are focusing on relationships, not just follows and Facebook likes. We really want to be able to humanize it. Our focus should not be on how fast can we launch a Facebook page, a blog, or an Instagram account. And it's crazy how many times I see people ask these questions online. What's the fastest way for me to get this online? My first question is usually, who is your customer? What's the best way you're going to help your customer achieve their goals? So instead, direct attention to learning the details about your audience so that you can deliver them the highest value content, conversation, and engagement at every touch point with you and your brand. Think about that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you want to focus on the needs of your audience so you can build a community that is helping people actualize their needs and their dreams. 
It's a completely different way to look and think about communities versus focusing only on Facebook likes. So I want to talk to you today about 10 tips for you to build, grow, and sustain your social communities, specifically online. I'm not going to dig deep into how you are going to do that specifically in Google Plus or how you're going to set up the details of your Facebook community, your Facebook business page, or your Twitter profile. I want you to take it up a level because you cannot put the tools before the people. Social is both art and science, and you must understand the art of social as much as and more than you do the tools. I can teach anybody how to set up a Facebook business page. I can teach you how to technically set up your Google Plus community, how to technically set up your Twitter profile and grow your following, set up Twitter lists, all of those types of things. Those are easy, technical, tactical things we can do. However, you are the one driving your business. You own your business. If you're a small business owner, a startup, an entrepreneur, if you're inside the walls of corporate, big corporate, and as many of you know, I spent 15 plus years working in corporate America in product marketing, corporate branding, corporate business leadership type of roles. So whether you are in a startup or you are in a corporate world, I know your world. I've worked for all sizes of organizations. You know your business. You know your customer, your ecosystem way better than I do. And I will learn that over time if you were my customer and we're working together. However, I don't even need to know every single detail about your customer to help you figure out how you're going to grow community. And a lot of times people come to us and they will say, Pam, but do you know anything about this specific niche? Even though I may not have worked in a specific type of niche, I sure as heck can help you get to that customer you want to get to and be able to help you build community, build a program, build content, build an influencer program if it makes sense, build an internal brand evangelist program if that makes sense for your organization, and build a sales funnel that you can leverage online technologies and methodologies to nurture relationships. Most of those things we are not going to learn in a Facebook 101, Twitter 101, Instagram 101 type of training course. We are going to figure those things out by getting to the heart of who your audience is and building a plan that will help us inspire, connect, and help them achieve their goals, period. There's no other way around it. Because the goal is not to build a community that's made up only of a bunch of vanity metrics, of a certain number of follower metrics, and a certain number of likes and comments and influence scores. But instead, it is to build a foundation that enables us to support the business and life goals of other human beings. People are going to want to be part of your community because you're doing something and you're building something that is bigger than what they can do by themselves. It's bigger than what you can do by yourself. You are giving them an opportunity to be part of something bigger than what any of us can do alone. But it's what we can do together that brings the most value. 
And it's really important to understand the difference between social media and social business. And anytime I teach a course, I do a workshop, we do executive coaching, that's the number one question I get is, Pam, how do I achieve results fast? And there's always that word fast. How do I become a social business fast? How do I get a fast ROI? Well, the issue is that people are looking at social media as the solution. And they know that they can get on Facebook fast. They know that they can build a Twitter profile fast. They can even get some fast fake followers that they want to go out and buy robots to follow them. And there's this facade out there of because I can get on the social networks fast, I should be able to get results. Social media simply refers to the means of interactions among people in which they create, share, and exchange information and ideas in virtual communities and networks. It is the medium for how we communicate. It is a potential platform for you to become the media, for you to build a community, for you to establish a voice in a larger ecosystem, for you to deliver value. Notice I said potential. It's what you do with the tools and technology that's really going to determine your success and whether you ever do achieve a positive ROI. Social business, on the other hand, Becoming a social business is going to transform your organization from the inside out. It will help connect the internal, so your internal organization, your people, your process, everything about your brand, your brand promise, with the external in a way that enhances relationships and creates shared value for the people, the business, and the ecosystem as a whole. So becoming a social business takes time. It is about process, about tools, about technology, about methodologies. It's about so much more than what is quote unquote social media. So I think it's really, really important you understand the difference between those two things. And I've written a ton of content on this at my blog at pammarketingnut.com. You can also go to our agency blog at themarketingnuts.com with a Z or simply join us on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. I host the Get Real Chat. It's one of the world's largest Twitter chats. Every Tuesday, we talk about all of these topics and more, and I encourage you to check it out. It is an amazing community, uh, business and marketing leaders helping one another figure these things out and really grow community. Next, we want to understand what is a brand. So when I am referring to a brand in these conversations, what am I talking about? And one of my favorite definitions is from Seth Godin. And he says, a brand is the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that taken together account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over another. If the consumer, whether that be a business, a buyer, a voter, or a donor, does not pay a premium, make a selection, or spread the word, then no value exists for that consumer. So think about that. If the consumer or donor or buyer or voter is not paying a premium by making a selection or spreading the word, then no brand value exists. So when we're thinking about community, what I want you to think about is, are you giving your community members a reason to invest themselves? Are you giving them a reason to pay a premium? And that premium may not be in the form of a monetary value. 
it's of their mind share. It's of their time. It's of their click, of their engagement, of their sharing of your content. We need to always be inspiring to go to that next level of relationship with us, that next level of conversation, that next level of value so that we can be helping them achieve their goals. We want them to invest in a relationship with us as much as we should be investing in a relationship with them. And if you think about social media, the news no longer breaks, it tweets. Where do we go for information? We go to Twitter, we go to Facebook. And with that information comes so much noise. There is not a shortage of information out there. So your only goal when you're thinking about building a community cannot be to create content. We all have enough content to consume. There is not a lack of content. And in reality, we should be focused on stopping the noise on providing value, of creating relationships, of creating a safe place for people to engage. So let's talk about the 10 tips that we have to build, grow, and sustain social communities. Number one is we want to align to business goals. I talk a ton about this on all my podcasts. I'm not going to go into it in detail here. Please check out some of my other podcasts and blog posts. I recently did one on how to build your social business strategy and plan. I have one also for helping you get approval of your social media budget. I have a ton of content, so go check it out. Bottom line, you need to align your efforts to business goals and objectives. Know where a community can have the greatest impact to help your audience and to help you achieve your goals. Know who you are and where you want to go. Number two, slow down to speed up. You have got to stop the random acts of marketing. Taking time to slow down to speed up can actually help you zoom faster as you will be able to align to your business goals and objectives much better than if you just go as fast as you can without a plan. You'll also know how you can better inspire and connect with your audiences. It's not about the next big thing. It's not about the next big shiny object. You need to quit chasing shiny objects. And I know I used to have that problem too. Trust me. Download our white paper for 10 tips to stomp random acts of marketing at socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. Just stay focused and do what needs to be done. Number three is you need to know your audiences and you can never go wrong by investing in communities and the people within them. The more you know about your audience, the better your results are going to be when it comes to building communities. And not only should you know the demographics of your audience, but know what keeps them up at night. What problems do they have and how can you help them solve those problems? Download our audience analysis worksheet to help you identify and prioritize your top audiences. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. Number four is humanize it. This is easy and don't overcomplicate this. I have written a ton of content on this, already have quite a few podcasts out there about this. I have less than a 10 minute podcast called Brand Humanization in a Nutshell. I encourage you to take a listen to that. I try to simplify it as much as I can. And there are some consultants and agencies out there that will try to overcomplicate this for you. Bottom line, just be real, be a person, humanize your brand and business from the inside out. Social media will reveal your culture regardless if you want to do such or not. And your brand is so much bigger than a logo, than your colors 
matters than your tagline. Your brand is everything you say, tweet, pin, post, share, and do. So embrace the imperfect perfection of your organization and all of the imperfect people inside of it. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who is perfect. Let your employees be human and know that they are going to make mistakes. And we will have a ton of training on this topic very soon. We help every client we have humanize their brand, establishing trust, earning loyal brand evangelists, creating content that simply rocks and inspires and connects with their audience. There's a million ways to humanize your brand and you just need to find the way that's gonna work for you and for your audience. Subscribe to our series with more content on this topic at socialzoomfactor.com slash talk human to me. Number five is don't starve your community. Feed them good stuff. And when I present, I have a slide which has a whole nest full of baby birds. And imagine just a whole family of little cute little baby birds with their mouths wide open, waiting for mama bird to stick that most juicy, fat, yummy worm in there or whatever it may be. Think of that. Feed your community the best stuff that you can. Focus on the needs of your audience and don't just take and create content that fills a void that you want to think exists in the world of online marketing. Remember, we talked about it. There is not a lack of content. You do not need to fill space on a Facebook wall. If you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. Focus on delivering the highest value content that you can for every single post, tweet, photo, image you create, podcast, blog content, whatever it may be. Feed them the good stuff. And don't hold back. It's really important here that you don't hold back. And people have always been amazed with how much we share because I share the good stuff. I share with you the processes, the methodologies, the tactics, and the strategies that we use with our clients that pay a lot of money for them. And a lot of people will say, Pam, why do you give so much content away? Well, you know why? Because it helps people. It helps people solve their problems. And yes, a good majority of people may never buy anything from us. A good majority of our competitors we know takes what we provide and they use it with their clients. We know because we've heard back from the client who then circles back to us and says, you know, this is exactly like the content I got from your your competitor A, B, or C. So we know that that's going to happen. But the truth is the more that you help your audience, the more that they are going to see you as providing value. Bottom line, you can never go wrong by providing value and helping everybody that's in your community. Don't hold back and don't be afraid to share your absolute best stuff. Number six is provide a safe and open environment. Provide your community with structure and safety. However, at the same time, give them room to grow, learn, and yes, even fail. Don't just think about what can the technology do for you, but what can you and your community do with the technology? Create an environment that empowers. Create an environment where the unexpected happens, where you see people within your community rise to the top. And I have case study after case study with this. We started our Get Real Chat several years ago, over three years ago. And we have people who joined Get Real Chat who could barely tweet or 
retweet. I mean, barely knew how to work the technologies of social media. And this happens every week we meet these type of people that come online. Over the past few years, we have seen some of the same people that a couple years ago could barely tweet or retweet now building their own communities. They are starting to achieve their goals. They are starting to do what they want to do in both life and business. Some of those people we have hired to work with us, they are even helping us with clients from startup to a Fortune 50. So it's not about technology making you smart. You're smart and savvy based on how you use the technology. And every time I speak or train, I always say that, you know, if there is Jane sitting in a seat and there is Tommy sitting in a seat, if Tommy knows more about Facebook or Twitter, that doesn't necessarily make him any smarter than Jane that's sitting right next to him. She probably has lots of things that she could teach him. So never let yourself feel down. Never make your community members feel less about themselves just because they have not yet learned how to work and leverage and monetize and maximize their use of the technology. And let your community drive. Put your community members sometimes at the driver's seat because they are going to really surprise you with sometimes the things that they do and where they can take your community. Let them take a place at that driver's seat and watch how fast your community will go Zoom. Number seven is create experiences and create an emotional connection with your community and members that is memorable. Strike an emotional chord, make them feel something, earn their trust, make every click they make, every turn they take on your online platform and social network profiles and experience. Keep it consistent, but fresh. Give them something to look forward to. Make it a top goal to create the best possible customer and user experience both on and offline. Make every single brand touch count. It takes between five and seven brand touches before somebody is actually going to be able to remember your brand. And remember that people don't buy things, they join things. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Give them something to join. Give them something to be a part of. And when you do that, you create experiences. Number eight is embrace the OPC which is other people's community. Not to be confused with the OPP, you know me, you know that song, right? Anytime we teach a course or do a workshop, you are guaranteed to be standing up and singing that song with us. So the OPC is other people's communities and other people's content. So we want to tap into the power of influencer marketing, brand advocacy, and partner with other community leaders. But remember, this must be done with integrity and value for time and resource of the community members, the influencers or advocates of which you want to partner with. And remember, if you're putting together an influencer program, not to assume that free exposure is what some of these influencers need. We get a ton of brands that come to us and they'll fill out our web forms or they'll contact us offline. They'll say, hey, Pam, Marketing Nuts, we can get you free exposure to our community. Well, once I start to do the double click and look at their community, I look at their online blog stats or what they really have to offer me, I find that there isn't a whole lot. And oftentimes, even our 
blog is getting more relevant traffic than theirs is. They actually need me as much or more than I need them. So don't assume that exposure is something that influencers need or that a community leader needs when you're wanting to tap into their community. Respect the time that they have invested into that community. And respect the human beings within that community because they are not part of that community just to be monetized. They're not signing up to the community so that that community leader can go monetize them and sell access to talk with them. That is not at all what communities are about. Communities are about respect that is circular. So if you respect the people who you are wanting to tap into their communities, then they are going to respect you, your product, and your brand. So when you are thinking about tapping into the OPC, you really need to tread this carefully because I've seen a lot of damage been done by brands who go about this incorrectly. You want to look for community leaders who are feeding their community the best stuff, who are nurturing relationships and who have community members who are sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for that next blog post, waiting for that next podcast, waiting for that next webinar, whatever it may be that they're doing. You want community leaders who have invested in relationships with their communities, not just looking at their community as something that they can monetize. Number nine is measure it because you don't know what you have or what you don't have if you don't measure it. So I want you to set goals. You need key performance indicators or KPIs early on in the process of community development. Leverage the KPIs to modify your plans and tactics so that you can respond with flexibility to the changing needs of your community. Don't just focus on follows, likes, and vanity metrics. Instead, select KPIs that are going to help you measure success and foster and nurture real relationships. And you want to make sure that those goals are smart goals. Basically, they are specific, they are measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Number 10 is get a life. This is the last one. And when all else fails and you are finding it challenging to inspire and connect with your audience, you know what you need to do? You need to turn off, shut down, take some time off, get outside, go to a concert, go to a local cultural event, go hit the beach, go hit the ski slope, do whatever it is you like to do and get off of the social networks. Too often, marketing and business leaders come to us ready to pull out their hair saying, Pam, I'm working this thing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I cannot get it to work. Imagine me right now. I have my hands on my head and I'm pulling out my hair. This is how they look at me. Help me, Pam. First thing I say, you need to take a few days off. You need to go on vacation. Revisit why you're doing what you're doing. What is your why of your life and business? You need to get life outside of Facebook, outside of Twitter. Go revisit why you started your business in the first place. What is the thing you're building that is bigger than me or you or anything we can do by ourselves? And chances are when you come back from that little break from your digital life, you are going to have fresh ideas, a clear mind that is going to help you do the most important thing, which is figure out how you can inspire and connect with your audiences. So at the heart of everything I'm saying today is people, is human beings. So if you want to figure out how you are going to build, how you are going to grow, and you are going to sustain communities online or offline, you need to get to the heart of social. 
which is human beings. I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation today. I hope that you have maybe at least thought about this in a different way than you have before. If you have been struggling to inspire and connect with your audiences, I hope that I've given you some ideas of how maybe you can do a fresh restart with that. If you are looking to take your community development and relationship nurturing to the next level, that I have inspired you to dig deeper into the heart of your audience and to the heart of your customer and figure out how you can better connect with them, empower them, and together you can figure out how you can leverage this technology to do something amazing. Thank you so much for listening today. Go check out our resources at socialzoomfactor.com, my blog at pammarketingnut.com. Have a wonderful day. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh,